Welcome to the Leading Edge Podcast with your host, Jim Brower. Welcome back to the Leading Edge Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Brower. Well, today we're going to be diving into a topic that it affects many of us, especially during our midlife years. And we're going to be talking about how we could stop being so hard on ourselves and learn to embrace the journey that, well, life has to offer us. But before we get started, I want to introduce you to a unique aspect of the podcast that I'm going to experiment with today. And, and this is what I refer to as in-episode challenges. And so throughout today's episode, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come up with some small tasks or mental exercises that are designed to help us engage with the content and, and put these tips into practice. So I actually encourage you, if you have a pen and paper by you, uh, go ahead and grab that because you may want to take some notes as today's episode uh, unfolds. Now, let's do this. Let's, let's set the, the scene and imagine that you are just waking up one morning and you just discovered that you have a new roommate. This person, this roommate, guy, girl, whatever, follows you around all day long. They criticize every single thing you do, constantly comparing you to others. They bring up and remind you of every single mistake that you've ever made. I mean, this is a nightmare scenario, right? Well, the truth is, many of us are living with that type of a roommate right now. And the worst part is, it's not another person. It's your inner critic. Now, the good news is this. Today's episode is going to be about learning how we can silence that inner critic. How can we start to treat ourselves with the kindness, the love, the compassion that, that we deserve, obviously. That's going to be today. And so I'm going to dig in and we're going to explore nine different tips uh, to help us shake off that, that self-doubt so that we can live a happier, more fulfilling life. So if you're ready, let's jump on in and not waste any time at all. So number one, Let's 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 go right to what is probably uh, the biggest lesson that many of us are yet to learn. Um, I came and stumbled upon this within the last two years, and boy, I wish I had done this even sooner. But the idea is spending time with positive people. Now you may have heard this before, but uh, and I'm not sure if there's clinical science behind this or not, but. In essence, uh, you as an individual, you as a person, are an average of the five people you spend the most time with. If we're to take that as truth, if, if we're going to believe that that's in fact true, then we really need to question, who the heck are we spending our time with? And we really have to ensure that moving forward, you maintain such a positive vibe and such a positive energy for yourself. Curate your friends, right? Purge out the ones that, that, that maybe are dangerous 
And let's figure out how we can begin spending time with those that are uplifting and they support us. They unconditionally love us, right? Because the more we start to absorb that energy, then the more we can view ourselves in a positive light. This is kind of interesting. If you follow any quantum physics, and I'm going to hack this so badly here, but 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 you know, in layman's terms, from what little I understand, when we look at the human body, and we understand that, of course, we have a heart and we have a brain. Those are going to be, you know, your two largest organs. And then some would actually even say your gut is like the brain of, of like, you know, the, the lower brain in a sense um, of the other, you know, parts of your physical body and uh, thyroid actually too. Some, some would even argue thyroid. But for this case here, I don't want to digress, heart and brain. Now, Let's break it down a little bit further. So as we then start looking at the body, then we have systems, digestive system, you know, is the one that jumps out right, right away and uh, neurological systems and respiratory systems. And then from there we have organs and then underneath the, well, not underneath, but then another layer from the organs. Now we're getting down into basically cells. And then we start breaking the cell down. And if we keep going all the way on down, basically what we're left with is we're getting into subatomic particles. And as we start looking at these subatomic particles, we start to see that they are, in essence, 90% energy. And this energy is constantly moving. And there are some studies that have suggested and demonstrate that these energies take on the positive and the negative of the environment in which we surround ourselves by. So in, in, in short, basically, the idea would be that if we are surrounding ourselves amongst positive energy, we have to assume that at the subatomic level of our bodies, we can ensure that that remains positive and then work your way up the system the subatomic into the cellular, into the organ, into the system, into the body as a whole. We want to surround ourselves with positivity. We want to ensure that we remain with and around positive vibes, positive energy. So important. So as a challenge, I would encourage you, and I've done this, I encourage you take a moment and, and reflect on those five people that you spend the most time with. And then start to break down, are they positive? Are they positive influences in your life? Because if they're not, then you may need to consider, you know, surrounding yourselves around those that do. And you do admire that time that you spend with those individuals to keep yourself on the right wavelength to keep yourself in the positive. That takes us to number two. And this is uh, similarly uh, going to be about how we need to take control of the environment that you're in. And sometimes what this is going to mean is it's just necessary to unplug. And so if you start to become aware that you are a part of 
or involved in particular situations or you're socializing and hanging around with people that constantly bring you down. It's very important and vital. Give yourself space. Take a break. Take a break from the social media. Just shut it down. You don't need to be on it. Turn your phone off. Turn your Wi-Fi off. Put it in airplane mode if you need to. Some people deactivate uh, temporarily uh, their their social media accounts. They kind of just take a break. Um, others just delete them off their phones entirely uh, without deleting the account. Others go to that extreme. Just delete the account. But take a break from, from those toxic relationships or those toxic encounters that you're having. Because as you create that distance, you will actually start to recognize how much better you truly feel. Mentally first, and then likely even physically. So as a challenge for us, this would be important for us to try to hone in on what is that one thing in our life that continues to cause the greatest level of stress? What's the one thing in our life that is creating self-doubt? Because that is an indication that we need to take a break from it. And I would, I would, I would push it. Take a break for at least a week and start to see how your mental state changes. Because if it's changing for the better, then you're going to have to make some really difficult decisions with regard to do you get rid of it entirely or what life changes have to occur. But you just found that there's a positive by removing or putting separation or a break with that toxic entity. Very important to do. And this may change on a regular basis. Um, and, and frankly, you may have more than one. Um, I know that I have and I do. Uh, but right now for this challenge, we're just going to focus on the one. What's the one thing in your life causing you stress? And commit yourself. Take a break from it for a week. See how it makes you feel. Now, what I'd like to do uh, is tell a quick little story. And uh, this is a couch friend of mine, actually. Uh, I'm going to, of course, not divulge the name. So I'm just going to use a pseudonym here. And, and you know, we'll, we'll call her Sarah. And Sarah was smart, you know, no doubt about it. And a great heart of gold. Just, just awesome. But I definitely remember there was one thing that always jumped out and stood out. And the fact of the matter is she just was so always comparing herself, just critical constantly comparing herself to other people. And um, what I really started to notice uh, is that it it's a constant comparison to those on social media, particularly, just always feeling inferior, never feeling good enough, in a sense. Um, and just as if she wasn't doing enough to try to, in a sense, keep up. Now, what's interesting is, you know, inevitably, it was determined that probably social media is just giving a, a different, you know, outlook on life and went to the extreme, like I mentioned earlier, and ended up just deleting all of the social media apps and really just focused on herself and her career, basically, and, and what it is that she wanted and just stop comparing herself to other stuff. Now, what's interesting is she'll openly admit that it changed her life and dramatically. And she's one of those folks now that does not have a Facebook account, uh, you know, definitely not on Instagram uh, and a few others, not to pick on any particular social media platform, but 
it just completely changed because she'll openly admit she stopped worrying about what others thought of her and or more importantly, um, she stopped trying to compare herself and living artificially compared to others. And some of us have been there and and I know I've even kind of experienced and done that. And, and that may be something that resonates with, with many of you out there as well. I, I say all of that. I shared that quick account with you because tip number three is, is basically one in which just write it and rip it. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Just write it and rip it. Now, this is a technique that uh, can be used on many different fronts. But for this particular exercise, what we want is to write down negative thoughts and the important part is we have to acknowledge them. We have to admit this is a negative thought. I know that this is negative. And then you physically tear up that paper. Because by tearing it up, it's a symbol of you letting it go. It's gone. You wrote it. You ripped it. This is a very powerful way to remind yourself that you are releasing negative energy. And you are committing to moving forward with a clean slate. And I encourage you to do this. I have also done this particular technique. Grab a piece of paper, write down one negative thought you've been holding on to. Look at that thought on paper. Acknowledge it. And then you're going to tear that thing up. It's going to feel good ripping it up to pieces and shreds because you have control over that right now. And it's going to symbolize your commitment, your decision to let go. You're freeing yourself of that negative thought and you are moving forward with life. Tip number four, this one is going to be about reframing your mindset. And in doing so, in, in changing that mindset, which kind of a lot of power over us, the next time we, you, I make a mistake, we have to remember that that failure is just another opportunity to learn. That We've heard that. How many times have we heard that before growing up, especially? We learn from our mistakes. Oh, I used to hate that. I hated hearing that. You learn from your mistakes. That's why we have to do this. I'm like, but this is uncomfortable. I don't. Motivation theory literally says I don't want to do something I don't feel comfortable doing or I don't feel proficient to doing. I'm not motivated to do this. I don't want to do this. But you do have to change that mindset and recognize that these failures that we experience along the way are just another indicator. It's a life lesson that's going to help us understand what we now need to do differently. And then, no, not to repeat and do it that way again. But it also is an experiment, perhaps. We tried something. You gave it a, a go. You gave it an opportunity and it didn't work out. And that's okay, because that's a part of the growth mindset that says we are going to try to figure this out. I'm going to keep becoming more and more proficient, and I know it's going to take some experience. So instead of beating yourself up 
for any of you know the missteps that you may have taken along the way, instead of quitting, instead of throwing in the towel and saying, nope, I'm done, I'm never doing this again, instead ask yourself, what is the takeaway? What can I take away from this experience? What can I do? What do I need to now know to hopefully learn and grow from this particular experience? And so that leads us to, to, to the challenge then for, for tip number four here, which is going to be to reflect, self-reflect on a recent mistake or a recent failure. And as you write it down then on a piece of paper, identify what did you learn from the mistake? What did you learn from that experience? And then right next to it or under, wherever you want to put it, you're going to then write an action step that will help you grow from that experience. Now, tip number five, this, this is a crucial one. This is, uh, this is going to be important and one I continue to have to remind myself. The question that I ask to lead this off is, why are we so worried about others? You know, why, why are we so worried, too, about what others think or think about us, particularly? It's a killer, right? Boy, oh boy. I, you know, when we compare ourselves to others, this, it's a, it's a certainty. It's a guarantee that it's going to always lead, most likely, to self-doubt and unhappiness. So I don't even know why we engage and do this. And I continue to work hard on this. Now, within the last year, I would say that I have really made a concerted effort to try to not be jealous or envious, especially of others' accomplishments or different journeys. And it's easy to do. It's so natural for us. Even when we think we're good people at heart, there's still this natural inkling that we have sometimes of, questioning somebody else what they have, how they earned what they have or attained what they have, and then trying to say, why don't I have that? Why can't I have that? That's not fair. Why does that person deserve that? You know, and, and instead, what we really need to do is start to recognize that we're all unique. Every single person is extremely unique, and their journey is unique, just like your journey is very unique. And so really, the only person that we ever have to compare ourselves to, and this is the power piece here, you should only be comparing yourself to who you were yesterday. Am I better today than I was yesterday? Did I learn any experiences, positive and negative, of yesterday? And am I applying them today? Am I growing today? Have I done more? Have I furthered my journey to that's all I need to care if I care more about me yesterday and who I was last week last year and be and guarantee that I'm still furthering myself and making progress and growth that's all I need to care about and that's tricky don't worry about that other individual they are who they are there's many of them but there's only one you and who you were yesterday hopefully you're better today right and so the challenge for this tip here is to encourage us to find that one thing in life. 
Identify the one area in life where you may find yourself comparing yourself to others. And then write down a specific goal for your personal growth in that area. This way you're focusing on self-improvement and not necessarily it being a competition. And that is going to be one of those ways that you can stop being hard on yourself, for sure. Now, number six, this is about standing up for yourself, speaking up for yourself, advocating for yourself. Don't be afraid, especially nowadays, right? There's some loud voices out there. Loud. There's some anonymous trolls out there, aren't there? Yeah. It could be intimidating. It could feel as if you don't have a place. You don't have a presence. You don't have conviction. You don't have confidence, right? But you do need to stand up and speak up. Don't be afraid. Share your passion. It doesn't have to be divisive here. I'm just talking in all levels. Don't be afraid to share that passion. Share your beliefs with the world. Yeah, I love this expression, and I don't remember what it is verbatim, first time I ever heard it, but it's this idea that said, you know, the one thought that you decided not to post was the one that's, that one person needed to hear. You know, and, and of course we'll never know who the person is, but just think about that. You have thoughts. You have an audience. You have, you have folks out there eager to hear what you need and want to share and say. Let it be out there, right? You know, uh, it's like we're denying or, or we have to tell ourselves we're denying or we're depriving somebody of, of being able to hear something that may turn their life fundamentally around. So we need to share our passions. We need to share our beliefs. Just like this podcast, you know, I'm a few episodes in. I have wanted to do podcasting for years and I held myself back because I just assumed I don't have the intellect. I don't have the audience. I don't have the reach. I don't have the pull. I don't have the knowledge base. I, I don't have the interest. I don't have the creativity. Like, and I finally just said, oh, to heck with this. This, this is so silly of me not to want to pursue something I've wanted to do forever. It's not about whether or not I know more than other people. I don't. And it's not about, am I going to have 10 million or 50 million people listening to this podcast? That's, it's not what I care about. What I care about is sharing my passion for self-help, self-improvement. Sharing my journey of what I have undergone these past several years with others because I know I'm not alone. I know that there's others out there. And I want to empower I want to enrich lives. I want to fundamentally change and better humanity in any way I can. And by not sharing my passions, my interests, my conviction, my values, my beliefs, I'm, I'm not helping anybody. And what good is that? We have to embrace who we are, our authentic self. Let that voice be heard, right? Because we just never know. Who are we going to inspire along the way? And I hope that my tendencies remain pure. My ego doesn't get in the way because this is coming from my internal values of who I am as a person, 
my subconscious coming out wanting to share and better the world. This isn't about metrics, vanity metrics. This isn't about the number of listeners, subscribers, likes, shares, follows, all that. No. No, this is truly because I want to share my passion. I needed to stand up. I needed to speak up. It doesn't have to be negative. It can be, or it could be, you know, on that adversarial front. Or it could be positive because you have a message to share. And that by sharing that message, you will feel more and more love and confidence for yourself and you'll stop being hard on yourself, right? So the challenge for this tip number six, write down, you already know what it is. You don't have to dig deep. Write down that one passion, that one belief that you've got, but you're hesitant to share with others. And then here's where the push is. Whatever you wrote down, Commit, commit to having a conversation with somebody about that topic next week. Just one person, just one. Could be a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend. Could be a kid, a friend, a colleague, a coworker, maybe your boss, neighbor. Heck, you're not comfortable with that. If you have a pet, it's okay. If you're the cat lady, <laughs> talk to your cat, talk to your cat, talk to Fido, talk to your dog, talk to your bird. <laughs> Just have that conversation with one person because it's baby steps and it will begin the process of letting you stop being hard on yourself. It will start to remind you, you have a passion, you have beliefs and people want to hear them. Tip number seven, this is another one that could free you, take those chains, rip them off, right? Accept imperfection. Nobody, and this is easy for me. I'm not a type A individual. I'm pretty type B, and I go with the flow. I don't try to act like an alpha male's got to be the smartest, strongest, you know, best-looking guy in there. I can, whatever, I can care less. So maybe this one's a little bit easier for me, but for many, this is hard. Accept imperfection. None of us, nobody, nobody is perfect. Why are we even putting that on us, right? <laughs> I keep reminding my kid because they go through these, uh, uh, I've got elementary age kids and, you know, they play sports and they watch NBA and they assume everybody's supposed to be Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. You know, they think everybody's supposed to be skilled. And then I hear them sometimes, oh, you know, I'm the goat. I'm the goat. You're the what? I'm the goat. I'm the greatest of all time. I'm going to be a goat. Okay. No. And I don't want to like... I have to be very careful to not, you know, self-destruct their ego and confidence. I don't want to bruise their confidence. Uh, but at the same time, too, like a little humility can go a long way here. But I'm trying to remind them, like, you're never going to be the best. You're never going to be the strongest. You're never going to be the smartest. Accept, accept that now. Accept these imperfections. Nobody's perfect. Take that huge, massive expectation right off your right off your shoulders. Because this is important further too, though, because when you start doing that, joking aside here, you know, you really do get to embrace and love you for you. That's the key thing here. Just like the last tip here about not being afraid to share the passions, letting your authentic, raw self be seen and heard. Well, sometimes we fear doing that because, well, it's easy to compare ourselves to others 
And when we feel that we're imperfect, then it's easy for us to shy away from that. There's a new app I just recently uh, stumbled across. Uh, it's called Lemon 8. This is an interesting app. It's, it's basically a cross between TikTok and Instagram. And uh, I just signed up an account last week. And well, I'll be honest, uh, <laughs> I feel inferior. As a matter of fact, I've even commented on a few folks that it feels artificial. You know, the if you go and, and sign up, you'll see um, it, they call themselves a lifestyle community. And everybody's supposed to uh, accept each other for who they are and, and be proud of who you are and comes with a positive vibe and a positive energy. But I, I'll tell you, these pictures look very polished. These are like professional photographic, you know, images that are probably highly edited. Um, people look beautiful, <laughs> great shape, beautiful, you know, physiques. Um, the, the places they visit and tour, it's like, who takes these pictures? Who's going to all these places? Like, I'm jealous, you know? And then I look at my picture, and it's all distorted, and it's blurry. <laughs> my eye is closed in my one selfie, and I'm like, I'm not going to put that on there. I look like a schmuck, <laughs> you know? But... but so it happens. It happens to all of us. But the reality is we just have to accept our imperfection, you know, learn that who we are is a byproduct of a journey that we had been on all along. It's what makes us special and unique and nobody else is going to be me and nobody else is going to be you. And you don't have to like everything about it. I just hope you'll value and respect it. And I'm going to share who I am. It's not perfect. Sometimes that's even better yet, right? And that's what makes us truly human and unique. So, you know, for this challenge, I, 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 I encourage you, write down an imperfection you have, and then one reason why it's a valuable part of who you are. What's an imperfection you have, and why is it actually valuable? It doesn't have to be physical, you know. Um, I talk a lot, <laughs> Anybody who knows me knows I am not short on words. It's an imperfection. But it's a valuable part of who I am because I have something to say. And I'm going to say it. <laughs> and a lot of it sometimes. So embrace those flaws and look at it as a strength and try to tap into that because one person's imperfection is going to be a great asset to another. Uh, moving on to tip number eight. I... Uh, this one here is where we flip the inner dialogue. We're going to pay attention in this case to what it is that we're saying about ourselves. Because the idea here is whatever you're saying and thinking about yourself subconsciously, it's the same as basically saying it aloud. And we really have to start to think about why are you so hard on yourself? Would you ever say or share that thought you have of yourself. Would you ever say that about the person you love the most or your best friend? Especially in that same harsh and that critical way. Like, And when we really start to think about that and break it down, we'll realize like, no, we would never do that. And so we have to change the way that we think about ourselves and talk about ourselves. We have to move from a negative self-talk into a positive affirmation. And the more we continue to do that, especially if you could do this while meditating or praying, you'll actually start to realize that your mindset will, in fact, begin to shift. And so the challenge for tip number eight 
is to identify a common negative thought. Find something that you're self-critical about and then do the opposite. You're going to flip that inner dialogue. Write down the positive affirmation to counteract it. And practice it. Say it daily. I think that would be very important. Now, another quick story here to share with you. You know, Not too long ago, actually, um, I found myself in quite a rut. And I was very critical of basically saying I'm falling short of all my goals and expectations and I'm just not good enough. And I was blaming lots of other people and also assuming accountability, blaming myself, just still believing I'm not doing good enough. I'm not doing enough and putting even more pressure on myself. And ultimately I just felt stuck. And I was without a doubt, my own worst enemy professionally and personally. And I needed somebody to continue to remind me that you, you just can't do that. And it's cliche and as simple as it sounds and is, you just have to treat yourself like you would treat your closest friend. It's very similar to what we just said a few moments ago. And so that leads us into this last tip, this tip number nine. And you have to think about how you would speak to somebody that's deeply in need at a certain time. And you know that that person that's in need, whether it is a neighbor, a friend, a family member, a loved one, you know, you know that you're going to show them support and great compassion and levels of understanding and encouragement. And by doing it for that person, you also then are aware you have to do that for you. You absolutely have to extend that same kindness and love to yourself because that little self-compassion, it's really going to help your overall well-being without a single doubt. It continues to give you that compassion, the confidence, that, that drive, the grit, the resilience to continue to feel as if you are awesome, you're amazing, and you can accomplish outstanding things. And so for this challenge, the next time you're down, next time you're beating yourself up, try to remind yourself, take a quick moment. What would I say to a friend in this situation? And then remind yourself, wait a second. That's exactly what I'm going to tell myself. So there you have it, folks. That those are nine powerful tips. And some, some little, we'll call them in-house challenges to try to help you stop being so hard on yourself and look at how you can embrace a, a more fulfilling, uh, a more purpose-driven life. And remember, the journey, you know, obviously it's not going to be easy. But as you continue to exhibit and demonstrate time and patience and practice um, and committing yourself to this. You, you're going to find that, of course, you're more capable than ever, and you will, in fact, start being more in love with yourself. So as we wrap up today's episode, I, I'm going to leave you with this last thought. You're worthy. You're worthy of love. You're worthy of happiness. You know you're worthy of success just as you are. 